Well, praise the Lord. How do many believe that God can do it? Well, he can do it. He can do it. This being a, a uh, delayed uh, Father's Day, I had some little deal I wrote. If you guys would bear with me for a second, thinking about Father's Day. Brother Isaac can get ready to give an offering. And it was on the, on the monitors there today. We're going to give a special offering for the Oklahoma District Apostolic Man. They do a lot of they do a lot of good things today, so can chip into that. Uh, thinking about Father's Day, you know, my mind this morning goes back to when I was a child in grade school, and we'd get into uh, a bragging contest about whose dad was the toughest or the coolest, and you had the silliest things that you'd almost get into a so what well, they call it a social discourse nowadays, get into an argument. Over the stupidest things about your dad. When I think, when I look back, it was the it was the silliest things in the world. But I was thinking about that this morning, and I want to point out a few facts about my father. And uh, if you're in doubt about any of the bragging I'm about to do, you can just wait until you get to know him if you don't already know him, and uh, you'll find that you'll love him as much as I do once you get to know him. I uh, I got a little list here. It says I have the best father in the universe. He's a good father. In fact, he's more than good. Here in Oklahoma, we say he's gooder than good. My father loves me. He cares greatly about me. He provides for me. He keeps me. He delivers me from self-inflicted troubles. He gives loving correction, followed by positive reinforcement. That's a good dad. My father lifts my head when I'm down. And all I have to do in order to feel better about my situation is talk to him about it. And I feel better. Just a little talk. Now get this. This is what separates my father from the rest of them. He redeemed me at a high cost. Even when I felt little or no self-worth or value at all. My past he erased. My name... He changed. He gave me a new beginning. He gave me a new hope. He restored all that I'd lost. That's a good father right there. As the song says, as long as I'm able, I'm going to speak of the goodness of my father. I'm going to tell anybody that asks me about him how good he is. Because he's good. And for any... For another very important fact about my father, you just you got to believe all these truths that I just spoke about him. You got to believe those things. My father desires a relationship with not only me, but with you. My father's interested in everyone in this building. My father gives life. He is life. So he is indeed gooder than good. I could go on for about three hours down a big old list about my father and that all be true facts and they wouldn't ever change they would stand the test of time so let's have church today we're going to celebrate father's day today so if you're new here not been to the apostolic service and you want to start a relationship with the father my father your father we learn this we'll do it from time to time we learn this in a simple children's crusade and it's, and it's this easy. It's three simple steps. It's this easy. So if you all stand, 
Brother I is going to get ready to take an offer and we're going to sing some songs. But to start this service out today, there's three steps we learn, simple as a child's Sunday school class. All you have to do is close your eyes. Close your eyes and think about what a good father you have and how much he loves you, how much he's interested in your life. Just don't worry about nobody else around you. We're thinking about our good father right now. Just close your eyes. Think about that. Now, tilt your head up just a little bit. Just tilt your head up a little bit. Raise your hands up to the sky and just start telling your father how much you love him and how much you need him. That's all you have to do to start a relationship with this good father of ours. He's right there. He's right there. He's as close as a word out of your mouth. Just say, I love you, God. I need you, God. I thank you for being so good to me, Lord God, today. Oh, I trust in you, Lord Jesus. I trust that you love me and that you care about me, God. It's simple as that. God wants a relationship with every person in this house. He will erase your past. He will change your name. He'll put you on a path to success. He'll put you on a path to peace, a path to hope. He's a good father. Praise the Lord. Let's have some good church today. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Isaac, let's sing. Let's sing unto the Lord today. Whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. Whose report will you you 
everybody here today I don't know what my wife made a lemon she'll get mad because I talk about stuff but made a lemon cake last night from what Lady Bird Johnson recipe and it didn't turn out it turned out good but she said it wasn't quite her style and I said because you, you made it because you was expecting something and then when you got it it wasn't what you expected it doesn't make it bad so I don't know what any, anybody in church today come in ex expecting but I come expecting a move of God because I need God to move in my family's life. So if, if no one else expects it, I still expect it. So no matter how the service goes, the singing or the preaching, I expect God to move today. And I'm going to seek after him in today's service. I'm going to worship him today. I'm going to listen to the preaching. And I'm expecting God to touch my life. And he will. He will. Because he's going to do what I expect out of him. Because he's a good God. Praise the Lord. Sing with them if you know it. Never alone You're a good, good, good. 
this service over to the pastor. I wonder if we could just stand and just worship God just for a little, little bit more. Ask God to get our minds right, ready to receive his word with gladness. Have it penetrate our hearts and our minds, Lord. Something we can take home with us and apply it to our lives today. His word is anointed. Lord, anoint my mind and my heart today, God, so I can receive your word today. I praise your wonderful name. In the name of Jesus, you're a good God. Praise the Lord, church. Turning your attention this morning, I'll have it on the screen here. Uh, three verses in Psalms I just want to read just to validate the direction we're going to go. Psalms 96 and 1. <clears throat> oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Psalms 144 and 9. I will sing a new song unto thee, O God. Upon a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings will I sing praises unto thee. And Psalms 149 and 1, praise ye the Lord, sing of the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of saints. Amen. 
There's this chorus we sing, sing unto the Lord a new song. That's a catchy phrase. I've read it to you now three times this morning. And um, I want to preach to you about the Lord said, Behold, I do a new thing, a new thing. Lord, I pray that you would anoint your word, let your spirit speak expressly now, Lord, to the hour, to the need in our lives, to the working of your spirit, to the word you've planted in our hearts. I pray, Lord, that you would do a mighty work. Lord, fill with your spirit, renew and revive in the Holy Ghost. Let there be, Lord, anticipation in the house of God. I pray that you bless each and every one. For, Lord, we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. The Lord spoke to Israel some nearly 780 years before Jesus Christ was ever born. And he told Israel that he was about to do a new thing. He said that old things would pass away. He said that everything would become new. Everything would become new. And he's told Israel that it was going to spring forth. He, here's, here's some of the verses, Psalms, or excuse me, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Let me just read it to you. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Verse 2, verses later, verse 21. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praises. Amen. <clears throat> the Lord speaking through Isaiah said, don't rely on the former things. This thing would never be built on tradition. Thank God for your grandma and grandpa, and I would speak no ill of them. But I'm telling you that today we are living in a day where God is still doing new things. Amen. It seems as though there is no certain uh, which way of how people receive the Holy Ghost. Some get baptized in Jesus' name and then get the Holy Ghost. Some the opposite or vice versa. <coughs> Pardon me. But, of course, the Lord was talking to Israel. That was uh, now hundreds of years in their traditions, hundreds of years in their day in and day out uh, uh, liturgy of going through the motions of their religion, uh, killing animals and, and preparing altars and, and a priesthood with their special garb and, and going through the motions each and every day, their special feast days and, and those holidays that they called and separated unto God's people. As separate and distinct. And it was this promise, of course, that the Lord would come in and that he was about to do something that Israel never fathomed. They had never entered in their minds. They, they had never had a council meeting and conjured up, uh, Lord, let us tell you what the best way to save people would be. God said, I've had this thing in my mind, and, and it's ready now to spring forth. I, it's going to be like that new planting that's going to come up that, that you did not create it. It was not made by your power or by your wisdom. It just all of a sudden appeared, and it would be something that would be exactly what you have need of. 
a new thing. Behold, I, I do a new thing. Galatians 6, 15 and 16. For, <clears throat> for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. And as many as walk according to his, this rule, peace be unto them, and mercy and upon the Israel of God. Oh, you see, something about this thing that the Lord was about to do, uh, Jesus Christ was going to come, and, and it was going to be that perfect lamb and, and fulfill all the law. He was going to fulfill all, every requirement. Man was going to finally be able to walk away from their sins, and he would remember them no more. Up until then, Brother Chris, uh, their sins were just pushed ahead one year. They could offer a sacrifice with a high priest once a year and go in to the holy place and do all the the manner of things that they were required to do. But all that they did was push their sins ahead one year. I know what you did the other day. But for one year, I'm going to give you a reprieve. But then, but then, we're going to go back and we're going to look at that again. And that was Israel's religion. That's what they did. That's what God ordained them to do. That's, that's what they did. Year by year, they would push their, uh, uh, they would offer the sacrifices of God. And that simply would, would uh, uh, take the pressure of, of guilt and shame off their shoulders and allow them, oh, in this year, God, do and have your way. But when Jesus Christ came, he came, oh, to take away, he took away their guilt. He took away their shame. He, he made them what was once not a people, now are the people of God. Once was uh, just a, a sacrificial, temporary sacrifice, now became a living sacrifice. Amen. What was just once uh, uh, lambs, blood of bulls and goats and lambs, uh, now became the blood of a, sa of a perfect sacrificial lamb. That's why John the Baptist that day as he was there in the River Jordan baptizing people, Jesus came to him and said, John, I need to be baptized. And he said, Lord, what are you saying? I need to be baptized of you. I need you baptizing me. I don't need to be baptizing you. And John said this. He said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the whole world. You see, in the old covenant, it was a lamb for a man. A priest would ask, take and offer a lamb to forgive them of their sins so that then they could minister in the tabernacle. Then it became a lamb for a family. Then it was a lamb for a tribe. Then it was a lamb for the people of, of the nation of Israel. Hallelujah. All those things in the Old Testament were all wonderful and good, and it was God's plan. The Bible said it would bring them to Christ, but one day when John the Baptist saw him, he said, there is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the whole world. And the Lord said in Isaiah, I'm fixing to do a new thing. Something you never, you never thought was possible. It has nothing to do with your ritual now. It has nothing to do with your traditions. It has nothing to do with who's who and, and Pentecost who the top evangelists are, who's who and, and the biggest churches. He said, I am going to come forth 
and I'm going to be a root out of dry ground, he said. I'm going to spring forth. It's not anything you planned. It's not anything you were, that you were trying to do. But he said, I'm going to do a new thing that you never thought was possible. But the scripture tells us that that idea of new things did not begin and end with Jesus Christ, God made flesh who dwelt among us. But the Bible said in Galatians that I read you today that we become a new thing, a new creature, when we believe on him and obey his word. And all that hot air to bring you around to the simple thought today. I read to you the verses of Scripture tonight in Psalms. Oh, the prophetic word of David as he looked seemingly into centuries into the future. David with a heart after God's, after God's own heart. David who was a murderer. David who was a fornicator. David who had done so many things wrong and yet it was in his heart. And he loved God. And he sang, and he read these psalms, which were songs. Sing unto the Lord a new song. See, somewhere in this infinite plan of God, this thing that we're still catching up on, we're still trying to figure out all the, the, the real desire and, 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 the, and all the real plans of God, how that it would impact our lives. David said this all the way back in the, in the days of King David. He said, sing unto the Lord a new song. In other words, you start singing about the new thing in your life. You start singing, amen. We already know what God promised. We already know what God said he would do. We already know that he came as a spotless lamb. We already know that he fulfilled all scripture. We already know he's a great God and savior. But what about you today? Will you sing a song? Oh, I'm singing about a new thing in my life. I'm singing about a new way in my life. I'm singing about a new attitude in my life. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to go all the way in God. This is me today. Oh, hallelujah. If someone would ever realize today, we're not just waiting for what God said he would do. He's waiting for us to do what he said he would empower us to do. Praise God. And so this new thing. Amen. Became you and I. We became the new thing that he promised would come to pass. Oh, and God said, that's my people. The ones that are the new things, they're the ones that I have called. They're the ones that I've set apart. They're going to be the true worshipers. They're going to praise me with a heart of thanksgiving. They're going to praise me remembering the former days, but now saying, thank God for the way he's changed me. Thank God for the way he's moved in my life. Thank God for the Holy Ghost change that he's brought in my life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, the Lord taught lessons about this. He said, you don't put new wine in old bottles. <laughs> we, need a, we need a new thing going on here in Chelsea. I thank God for what they did back in the 80s. 
I thank God for this beautiful structure, and, and I certainly am not belittling all the great things that Brother Father and other great men have done in this church. Believe me, I'm not criticizing them, but I just want someone to know today, today is the day of new things. Today is a day where God wants our thinking to change. Amen. We can't live on a day back then when they had a couple hundred people. What we need to look at today is what does God want to do with a new thing in Chelsea, Oklahoma? You don't patch new things with old garments. Because if you do, they don't stretch the same. They don't yield the same. They don't give the same. There's a tearing that goes on, and, and all that was in that skin is lost because you can't go back and remember the old days to patch a need in your life today. You don't put new clothing on old garments. The Bible talks about some new things, talks about a New Testament. Think about it. We just wash over that real quick. We believe in the Old and the New Testament. Ah, big deal. Well, I'll tell you what's a big deal. Ah, that's all built around the fact that Jesus said I would do a new thing. Amen. What about the new wine? Oh, the Spirit of the Lord would be that new wine. What about new tongues? Hallelujah. What about a new commandment give I unto thee? What about a new sepulcher that none had ever been in before? What about a new doctrine today? The apostle said, uh, it's not new, but it's old, and yet it's got a new flavor. It's got a new bent to it, uh, because now we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. It's a new thing. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold. Behold. That means pay attention here. All things are become new. Now, we don't take away our tradition of our, our family. We don't take away our love of our mom and dad. We don't take away the experiences that we have lived. God doesn't wash those away from our memories. But God wants us to realize today that all my source of power, all my abilities, all of what God wants to do is all directed through him talking and speaking to me today. Not what my grandmother did 50 years ago. I don't mean that offensively. Thank God for our grandmas. Colossians 3 and 10. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Yeah. We put on Christ today. We put on this image of who he is. Hallelujah. I don't have to worry about the liar and cheater I used to be. I don't have to worry about all the things I've done that were immoral or corrupt. I don't have to think about all that junk from yesterday. What I have to do today is put on Jesus Christ. Put on that new thing today and make up your mind. Today is the first day of the rest of my life that the Holy Ghost can move in my life. one thing to read scripture and dream of God's promises for his people. But it's quite another today to tap into them and experience them and say this is that. Praise God. The psalmist called for believers to have a new experience. 
uh, that they would come into the house of God and praise and worship, not like they did of old. You know what I like about Chelsea is that we don't have to be like what the latest thing is in our organization. And that may be good, and if it is, I, I'm, I'm trusting that eventually it will come down to us. <laughs> I don't have to chase after every conference to see the latest message. You may have wished I did. <laughs> but the whole, listen today, God has you and I here. We're called to explore. We're called to challenge our lives through Scripture. We're called not to question each other, but to question our intent and our desire for God. More and more seek Him. More and more praise Him with a new heart, as a new creature. Amen. Sing today as one who knows. Sing as one today who has victory. Sing today that the people of God, amen, say so. Psalms 149, again, praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of saints. You could say, well, Brother Erickson, you've already said that. Well, let me read verse 2. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him in the timbrel and the harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and the two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with feathers of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written this honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. We're going to have to have a new thinking today. We're going to have to be a new creature today. We're going to have to realize today that Scripture was fulfilled. Not only that Jesus Christ could come and perform and fulfill the law, but that he could go and he could transform a world, a nation. And they could not keep it quiet. And wherever they went, they testified. And they preached about Jesus Christ and him crucified. And lives were changed. And the power of God was wrought. And God did signs and wonders among his word, the scripture says. Dear God, let me have a little more word in my vocabulary. Let me have a little more word among my people and coworkers. Not to preach at them, but to assure them that God knows exactly the situation. That he's out under control. Oh, let the church sing unto the Lord a new song today. Let it be a song of victory. Let it be a song where we have seen this come to pass and a reality in my life that I am living as a new creature and I'm not overwhelmed of my past. Would you stand with me today? What God did first through the man Christ Jesus, he ultimately would do in his church. And today you and I are privileged. Paul said, oh, that I might know him in the fellowship of his suffering, but also in the power 
of his resurrection. We today are people that are called to explore, to see God's working, his promises fulfilled in our life, even as they were in the man, Christ Jesus. Today, the sky is the limit. He needs someone to repent and say, not poor me. Oh, I got, sorry I got caught. Sorry I've done all these bad things. But he needs someone to change sides today. Someone to say, from this day forward, I'm going to be a believer. This day, I'm going to live for God. Amen. 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 Oh, would you reach out to him right now? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't know what your individual need is today. Thank God I don't have to know those things. What I have to know is that God wants to move in the lives of people here today. Amen, amen. I'm not criticizing our past days of Pentecost. On the contrary, I thank God for every one of them. I was raised in that. I, I know what it means to, to have a time of rejoicing and praise and worship. But I wish someone would realize today that this is your hour, that this is your opportunity, that this is your chance to give him praise. Our forefathers have gone on. Our grandmas and grandpas have gone on to be with the Lord. Amen. God needs a generation today that will be the worshipers, a generation today that will praise him. Amen. But you got to come out of the darkness. you got to live with victory in your life. You've got to realize, I'm singing the same new song. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I've been changed. I've been newborn. All my life has been rearranged. Oh, what a difference it made when the Lord came and stayed in my heart. Oh, yes, I've been changed. I've been changed. I've been newborn. All my life has been rearranged. Oh, what a difference it made when the Lord came and stayed in my heart. Oh, yes, I've been changed. It's time to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters. How do we do that? We don't we don't have prisons that we put people in today, but as the people of God go forth with praise, with a thankfulness, with a bold victory in their life. I'm singing a new song today. Something about that no politician can touch. Something about that no criminal law or attorney can touch. There's a power in God today. Amen. And it's formed and transformed and revealed in the lives of his church, you and I today. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What I need today is I need to look at the day as a new opportunity. I can't just say it's another Sunday. Dear Lord, don't allow me to say, oh no, dreaded Monday is tomorrow. Don't let me put names and labels on things that don't need to be there. But Lord, let me get up in the morning and let me say, Lord Jesus, whatever I can do, whoever I can speak to, 
however I can, I can touch a life, a world around me, that there be a thankfulness in my heart today, not just waiting for someone who wants to ask me to pray for them, but let me have a message of hope through my experience. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of our Father's Day today. I pray that, that your life, amen, you'll keep serving God with your whole heart. Don't stop now. Amen. We want our young people to be involved in the kingdom of God. We want some people to receive the Holy Ghost. We, we've got some people here that probably haven't ever been baptized in Jesus' name. Don't be afraid of that. It's the most greatest thrill. Amen. When you come out of that water and you know you've obeyed God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You need someone to pray with? Call anybody in the church and let them pray with you. Amen. You need a, a more understanding? Holler at us so we can meet you here at a gas station or wherever you're comfortable and just talk to you about the Word of God for a moment and encourage you and let you know you're on the right path. This thing is big. It's not just Sunday mornings. I, ex I challenge you to explore what God has for you today. God bless you all. Have a wonderful day. Appreciate you so much. If you didn't get a uh, gift for Father's Day of the green chili powder or or pistachios, please help yourself. I want you to enjoy them. And uh, God bless you all.